Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. A week ago, there was a Hobby Hotline episode. Had Sam Shuford, the Women of the Hobby gal, her debut on Hobby Hotline. Rich Klein was there and Jeremy Lee was quarterbacking. These are some excerpts from that Hobby Hotline, which I encourage you to listen to that in its entirety. But these are some of the nuggets that I thought I wanted to add to my audio records. Thanks, Rich, Jeremy, and Sam. Thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huxton Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, as well as ComC and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here are the outtakes and in, enjoy the hobby. With Entrust Global being the owner of Beckett Media, acquire Southern Hobby Supply. There's so much coming together in the industry. Platforms are being established that are being broader based. PSA is expanding into areas that you would think, why are they going to pull that in? There's a bigger play going on. But the quote, pretty accurate because it's Entrust Global that acquired Southern Hobby, not Beckett. Jeremy is president of Beckett Collectibles. Entrust Global is the owner of Beckett. I think Jeremy is not going to be running Southern Hobby Supply. In fact, Kevin Isaacson, another hobby veteran, is going to be very involved, and I'm, I'm happy about that. But it's Entrust Global, so this is another portfolio company within that group. I don't think PSA is going to run Golden, but they're going to be friendly, and there's going to be opportunities for uh, – symbiosis. Yeah, some synergies potentially. That makes complete sense to me. It's not Beckett that has acquired them. And that's a key distinction. Just like when Collectors Holdings acquired Golden, a lot of people just assumed that means that PSA now bought Golden. But that was not the case at all. These are going to be two mutually exclusive companies, just like Beckett and Southern Hobby will remain mutually exclusive. Yet there will obviously be some, as you, I like how you put it, some symbioses yeah, yeah. uh, that will try to be achieved. Well, and Trust Global has a long history of acquiring companies. They love to acquire things, that ownership, and, and they run them separately. And they really run them in a way that they expect each of these entities to, to make money on their own and not think, well, we lost a little bit of money, but then we helped these other guys. No, I think they're all about bringing efficiency to it. And Sandeep is going to be involved, who's the, the CEO, and, and Kevin, who's strong. Your thoughts on the uptick in pandemic cases and children at the National? There's a serious downtick in deaths and, and hospitalizations compared to what it was. But you just can't talk about a 12-year-old kid. It's which 12-year-old kid? If you had a 12-year-old kid and he's a serious, passionate collector, and you say, oh, you know what? We live in the outskirts of Chicago, but I'm not going to take you to the national, Billy, because the kid's going to freak out if he's pretty sad, if he's a serious collector. If he say, I'm going to take you to the national to find out what's going on, and you've never been to a card show, maybe that kid will pass. Okay, Dad, or Mom, I don't know. But a passionate young person... I just think it's going to be hard to convince them because all of COVID is a risk reward. There are risks associated with every behavior. If you're a serious collector, you're really going to want to be there and you're going to mask up. You're going to make sure you have done your vaccinations well enough in advance that you're secure. And you're not going to do stupid stuff walking around people that are coughing in your face. Not to put a damper on it, but when we're talking about COVID, the chances are greatly reduced if you're having one-on-one discussions with a dealer behind a table as opposed to being a crowded room in a party, like a bar, where you're shouting a large group of people that are mingling. That's the chances of getting COVID or when you're in this huge uh, festive group. If you're just buying a card from somebody behind a table, you're six feet away in many cases. So be careful. But who's going to wear a mask at a party? I don't think so. In fact, Pat Blanford, who's not known for brevity, how long can he keep his mask on when he's so engaging with all the customers? And the bar scene is the most COVID-rich potential environment.
And 12-year-olds probably won't be there. <laughs> yeah, not at the bars anyway. In the COVID world, smaller is better. Now, the concept I'm working on now is just baseball analytics. Wins above replacement. Okay, I'm looking at the Dallas Card Show. Replacement is I stay home. (laughs) So was it several wins above replacement to go to the show and have a great time? The fact that it wasn't quite as good as the May show, wasn't quite as good as the March show. Both of those were all-star caliber, MVP caliber war wins above replacement. So the July show was merely a really good show, but a drop off from these spectacular shows of the two before. It's a brilliant move because it lets the athletes have another option to get paid while they're in college, which competes with the pros. Sometimes you're not ready to be in the pros at age 19. Even the G League, you might need a year or two. And if you can make money, you don't feel the same pressure to have to go into professionalism. So I think for Panini, it's a great move. Panini, they're very smart people that that own the company. On the NIL thing, what Sam was saying, there's people out there that are hoping that she is representative of many people who are going to wait and see because they're going to people pouncing on this and the chaos is going to lead to opportunity with Panini coming in and doing this with this one team group that's going to gather up the athletes. It's going to put a lot of pressure on the NCAA because they're the gatekeeper that say, Oh, okay, you can do They grudgingly allowed this, but you can't use your uniforms. You can't tie into the school. Once that is resolved, and it will be because there'll be too much money for the NCAA not to make that accommodation so they can get a piece of the pie. He's going to be first one to market with uh, college sets that are very comprehensive and very interesting. And I won't say it'll be like minor league cards, but there'll be pre-rookies. And there'll be people jumping on that. The SPAC issue with Panini. There'd be three billion reasons for Panini to listen very carefully. Sometimes the time to sell is when somebody wants to buy. And when you say you're not for sale, that just means give me a higher price. I don't think the price needs to be higher than than three billion. That would certainly get my attention. But on the other hand, it depends on how you feel about the industry. There will be other announcements this year of large companies that change hands and that have that recapitalize the dollars are just too big. There's too much SPAC money out there and other private equity money. Stuff's going to happen if it's not an outright acquisition. Somebody's going to want a piece of this growing pie, and it's happening all over the place. So Panini should listen. If they do get acquired, I'm not down on Alex Rodriguez. I'm just saying I really like the idea that if there's new ownership in the hobby, it's not just savvy about the sport, but it's savvy about collectibles. Logan's comment Do you think NIL will benefit players not playing in the big four sports? Logan's a very thoughtful guy, but it's ambiguous what the big four sports even are. (laughs) Is softball part of baseball? Is auto racing NASCAR in there? Is soccer? Is it a big five, a big six? I think this Panini and one team link up is more for a mass marketed opportunity, but the local opportunities, like Rich said, if you're a gymnast, if you have any following in a college town, you have an opportunity to represent the pizza parlor and get free pizza for life or whatever the deal is, as long as you don't put on your college uniforms. The great beneficiaries of this could be the minor sports athletes. What's gonna happen is the coach says, you know what, Jeremy, you weren't hustling on that last play. Take a lap around the field and you're gonna say, Sorry, coach, I don't feel like it because you need me and I need you. I I have my endorsements and you're going to get in trouble if you kick me off the team. So quit telling me what to do, coach. We know that Golden was recently acquired by Collectors Holdings. This morning, I received an email from Golden Auctions 
announcing they have launched their private sales division that's going to be headed up by a gentleman by the name of Landon Bailey, a name that may not be recognizable to many. It is to me because as someone who's bought cards from PWCC in the past, they often assign you an account rep. He was assigned to me earlier this year. I went to send him an email a couple months ago and I got like a, a response saying, please reach out to this gentleman instead of Landon for the time being. I didn't know what was going on. Now I do. I guess he was headhunted from PWCC by Golden and is leading their private sales division. Brands are really important in this industry. They always have been. But people are also really important and strategies matter. All that stuff. Golden has it all going. They've got deep pockets now. My, my shock is that how PWCC doesn't have non-competes because non-competes are not always easy to enforce except that when it's a very direct transfer of doing something at one and then at a certain high level and then being plucked away, I, I think there are going to be a lot more non-competes in this industry. People are going to want to lock down their good people because then he can take his contacts, he can take this understanding of the, the strategy to a different kind of brand because PWCC is a strong brand, but Golden is pretty out there for the best of the best. You mentioned non-competes, and I agree, they're really hard to enforce. You can't really stop somebody from earning an income. I'm interested to see where Joe Orlando pops up next. Recently stepped down as CEO of Collector's Universe, uh, being replaced by Nat Turner. I have a feeling we'll see him at the National. I know it's complete speculation, but does anyone want to take a stab at what Joe Orlando might do next? Well, that, uh, actually, non-competes that are broad are pretty unenforceable. But when they're narrow, can you imagine if Joe Orlando, there's an announcement next month or at the National that he's now with fill in the blank, any other grading company at, in a very senior level, bringing his credibility, his relationship. But usually in a public company, when you're a CEO, you get a pack of stock options. I, and I went through what I think happened, but I, I would be surprised if he wasn't tied up for at least a year or two to do something, at least in the narrow sense of doing something exactly like what he did. But if he were to lead another or a new grading company in two years and one day, we may see it. I don't yeah. think we're going to see it the day after the national, but I'm happy for I will, Joe. I want to point out Joe's compensation was public knowledge because he was CEO of Collector's Universe. And Joe, two years ago, was over a million dollars a year, and he never struck me as the ostentatious person. So I have a feeling Joe is doing Joe's just life. fine. And I did speak privately with a friend of mine who's at, at Collector's Universe, and I asked him how he was doing, and he said, so far, we're all okay. And I know that uh, Logan spoke to his primary contact at PSA and there were people that were very depressed when they heard Joe was leaving the building. Joe had a lot of respect from people within Collectors Universe and a ton of goodwill among his employees in the 22 years he was there. And that's a testament to him as a person. The people who worked for him really appreciated him. When you get those public disclosures, I also remember reading he had a share count that put him over $10 million in proceeds on the sale of Collectors Universe to the Nat Turner Group. So he's just fine. And I agree with what Dr. Beckett said that with non-competes, the more senior you are, the more enforceable these things become.